This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I am Adam Gold. That is Victoria. Hi, we got a win. Yes, yes exactly right. <laughs> yes. It feels good <laughs> as the late, great Chuck Thompson, the longtime voice of the Baltimore Orioles and the Baltimore Colts, used to say, ain't the beer cold. Yeah. Uh, he used that phrase whenever the Colts or the Orioles just did something great, meaning, you know, it just feels, feels good again. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they had not won. They had not gotten a point in any of their last three games. And I know how people process it. Well, if they had just gotten this, or even people were going back to the last time the Hurricanes played Detroit and the gut punch way that they lost in regulation in Detroit with less than four seconds left, if they had just dragged that one into overtime, it would have been very different. Maybe it would have. I don't know. But... They got a win last night. Yeah, they did. They did. So. I wonder if it's because of your bet and it actually worked this time. Uh, yes, I, I bought. I bought the you win. You did. You bought. Them I bought a win. the win. So um, it's a hundred units. I'm happy to sacrifice. <laughs> so <laughs> look, I try to do that when I can. I know you. Took I one do for the team. I do try to do that when I can. So it 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 was counterproductive against Ottawa on Monday. Yeah. It didn't work out in our favor. You had to get the first one out of the way. Went the other way. So we should try that again uh, uh, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll try that one more time. Uh, look, it was a good night for the Hurricanes in a lot of fronts. Uh, they signed a goaltender. Uh, not one that's going to help this year, although maybe they don't need it. Auntie Ranta was good last night. He had The, the goal, I think, if we were... Ask if Auntie was sitting across from me right now, I believe that Ranta would say, Yeah, I have to be better on that. Wasn't that it wouldn't have been a goal otherwise, but he really didn't have the short side covered. So uh, it's probably one that Auntie was like, Yeah, I didn't play that well. But he made a lot of really good saves when they had to have him last night. And we'll talk about that. Uh, so the NBA playoffs started last night. Major League Baseball has adjusted a rule based on what the um, what the new rules have done to the game. They had to make a major rule adjustment. Uh oh! People are going to love this. It's good. I promise you, people will love it. We'll nice. tell you about that later. Now the game's only an hour and a half. Right, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. With the with the games ending in two and a half hours, basically on average. Major League Baseball, at the behest of their teams, has uh, made an alteration to a rule. So, uh, yes, it, and it was necessary. And, again, I think everybody will be excited. And you know what started yesterday? Hmm. Off-season programs for NFL teams. Oh. So, organized bench pressing. There you go. Look at that. They just they don't they just do not trust their players. No. Like it's an off season. You guys should be able to do what the hell you want. Mm-hmm. But nope. We need to see you lift weights. Right. I need to see you on a squat rack right now. Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> well, like Romanian deadlifts. You need to do them yeah. in front of me. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Well, you know the there was like an old story about Rob Gronkowski would like he filmed a bunch of workout sessions and to prove <gasps> that he was working out he would send the team videos of wow. him working out, but he wasn't actually working out. Of course, yeah. 
Perfect. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski is undefeated. Yeah. All right. We got a lot of things to do. Let's go. Quick tease ahead, coming up in about 20 minutes or so, maybe a little bit more than 20 minutes. The head coach of Quinnipiac, who won a national championship this weekend, Saturday night in Tampa, Rand Pecknold. Remember, he coaches Rod Brindamore's son, Skyler. So we'll talk to him about winning a title and all all that goes into it. And as you'll hear in the item coming up, The Hurricanes grabbed their goalie, who is beyond good. I don't. I have no idea how he had no. Nobody signed him up. We're happy to take him. Twenty-three years old. How did this guy slip through the cracks? His numbers are bonkers. All right, let's let's start here. The Carolina Hurricanes can win a hockey game. Yay! So Rod Brindamore, after the game, was asked. If there was anything more to it than just getting back on the winning track. Yeah, I don't know that it's confidence. I mean, I just think, um, you know, we got a little bit in a rut there. And, and I, I didn't let him uh, not dislike a lot of the games we played. It was just the one game I didn't like. But I, other than that stretch, I thought we were pretty, still pretty good. Just things weren't going our way. And tonight was kind of the opposite. Kind of got the breaks, uh, you know, and obviously got the win. Yeah, I kind of think that Detroit was not a hundred percent dialed in that's the way i kind of felt for the first eight or so minutes they're without their best player dylan larkin did not play they're without dylan larkin and they appeared somewhat disinterested at the start but part of that could also have been that carolina was really good early the first goal happens at the end of a minute and a half long shift in Detroit zone, five guys, same five guys stayed on the ice basically the entire time. It was Kokanee, Emmy Natchez, and Stefan Nason who ends up with the goal, but also Jalen Chatfield and Shane Gostaspair. I mean, they just had the puck for a minute and a half. Eventually, Nason scores the goal, but they get the first two goals of the game, and Ronta was really good at the end of the period. Here's Rod on the early sequence. The, the first period, we, that's where we won the game. You know, we came ready to play and kind of got up the lead. But then, you know, I don't know, it wasn't great after that, but we didn't have to be, which is, which is good about me coming ready to play because we won the game in the first period. Well, they won the game in the first period, but they won the game in two different ways. So they get the first two goals. Inside of eight minutes, it's 2 nothing. The last five minutes was not good for Carolina. They were kind of a mess. And that's when Auntie Ranta did his best work. And I joked during the during that sequence, it was as though Carolina wanted to make Ranta the first star. Because with about five minutes left in the period, Carolina had outshot Detroit 11-1. to It was that one-sided. Carolina didn't get the third goal. Would have been nice. But Detroit was doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, the last five minutes of the period, it, it felt like Auntie Ranta was under siege. But he was tremendous at the end of the period. And look, that's what Carolina needs. It's Rod has been talking about it for years. I'm not worried about what the statistic looks like or what the statistics look like. I'm worried about can we get the big save? Can we get 
that save when we need it. And Ronta gave that to them at in the latter portion of the first period. Because if you go into the second period and it's 2-1, it's a different game. Yes, Detroit made it 2-1 in the second period, but they didn't go into the period with the score 2-1. And ultimately, Carolina restored the three, the two-goal lead right away on a Brent Burns goal. But uh, it was really, really good. Ronta makes 27, 20 saves, and here's Rod on the goaltender. Yeah, he's played well for sure, and you know, again tonight made it, you know a handful of really quality saves, and that's what we need, obviously. Yeah, they the big save when you need it to keep the momentum on your side. One other thing about the game last night uh, was I thought it was a great performance from one of their most important players. It's not the Tavo Teravainen type guy that we need desperately need. But, you know, we've I've joked around with Jordan Martinuk, and I spoke to him before the game. Uh, I've asked him about, you know, this time of the year, how many things normally hurt, how many things hurt now. And he's like, just two, but they're not that important. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but once again, Martinuk was a catalyst for good things. And Jordan had one of the goals. Uh, they had the second goal, and Brenda Moore on his alternate captain. Yeah, this. It's kind of the heart and soul guy and brings a lot of energy. So this time of year where there's a little lull in that department, you lean on guys like that even more. And that's, you can see it tonight. He, he kind of you know, obviously got the goal, but he played solid. He was great. I loved Jordan Martinook's game all night long. All right, so here's what's in front of Carolina with, I guess there are three days left in the regular season. Carolina only has one more game left. It is Thursday at Florida. We're going to assume that the Devils are going to win in Washington because I think that's a pretty good assumption. Yeah. Although Washington did just smack the Islanders the other day 5-2. True. But the Devils are going to go to Washington and win, which means that if you want to win the division, and I think the Hurricanes want to win the division, you have to win at Florida. You can't. If the Devils win and the Hurricanes don't, they will finish second. That is just the reality. So the Canes have to do whatever the Devils do. And Carolina will win the Metropolitan Division. Panthers have already clinched a wild card spot. Because Buffalo lost and Pittsburgh can't explain the Pittsburgh Penguins, man. No. Can't explain it. They have completely, uh, they have peed themselves. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you can, especially right. about the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I mean Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean yeah. they have Pittsburgh themselves. They lost at home to the Blackhawks. I know. What are you doing? Ugh. So the Panthers clinched a wild card spot. We just don't know which one. The Islanders play tonight against Montreal. Also not good, by the way. Montreal. If the Islanders win then the Panthers have to get at least a point to maintain their hold on wild card one. So, I mean, would Carolina take an overtime win over the Panthers? They'll take a win. But, like, nobody's going to orchestrate anything. But the Panthers, I mean, they're going to try to win the game. So, but if if the Islanders win tonight, which, again, I think is a safe assumption, then the Panthers are going to need a win to get wild card one because they don't want to play Boston. 
Wild Card 2 plays Boston. Who Yikes. wants to play those guys? Nobody. They, they fall out of bed and win a hockey game last night. They've, won, they've got 63 wins now. Mm-hmm. Or is it 64 now? I don't even know. They set the record for points in an NHL season. They still have a game left. It's it's bonkers how good they are. So if the, so if the Islanders win, then Florida's going to have to win as well. Uh it doesn't look like Carolina is going to play Florida in the first round. There's still a scenario where it would, but it looks like Carolina is either going to play the Islanders, assuming Carolina wins, or the Rangers, assuming Carolina doesn't win. So that's who uh, Carolina's opening round series is going to be. And I'm going to guess here, if it's Carolina, New York, I'll bet you that series starts Monday. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. If it's Carolina Islanders, TV doesn't care. Yeah. It'll start Tuesday. Yeah. It'll start Tuesday at like uh, at, at 7.41 or something. I have no, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. All right. Uh, good news last night. During the game, the Hurricanes signed a new goaltender. Uh, Quinnipiac netminder Yaniv Peretz. And uh, I know when I first heard the name, I was like, oh, another Russian goalie. Well, no, actually, he's from Quebec. So he is French-Canadian, speaks perfect English. We're actually going to talk to his coach in just a couple of minutes. He went 34-4-3 and this year with a 931 save percentage. Last year, they lost, I think, in the Elite Eight to Michigan. He was 22-5-2 and with a 939 save percentage. He's not huge, but he's not small. He's 6'1", 190 pounds. And it gives Carolina two good goalie prospects again. They had two last year. They traded one for Brent Burns. And now they've got two goalie prospects again. He was signed to a two-year entry-level deal. So he's going to... It starts next year. He's going to go and finish the year in Chicago uh, playing with Pyotr Kachetkov. I don't know how much more they've got left a couple of games left in the regular season. They might make the playoffs. They might not. And then I don't know what he does. He comes up like a black ace and just kind of hangs out uh, and gets some practice time during the playoffs, as some of those guys will. Uh, But he is super talented. And I don't know. Maybe he'll play Friday, uh, Thursday, uh, whatever, whenever the Hurricanes play. So that was that's a very cool thing. Carolina gets a little bit more depth at goalie even though they don't have an AHL affiliate starting next year. We'll talk about that at some point. All right, moving on to a couple of other things. First night of the NBA play-in tournament. Play-in tournament happened last night. We had one upset, I guess, and one overtime thriller. We'll deal with the upset first. Hawks went to Miami and beat the Heat. Miami now awaits the winner of Chicago and Toronto in Toronto Uh, And Miami will host that game. uh, And the winner of that game will be the eighth seed. So 
Whoever wins in Toronto tonight between the Bulls and Raptors heads to Miami. They'll play tomorrow, and then the winner of that will become the eighth seed. The Hawks are now the seventh seed, and head coach Quinn Snyder and his... That's right, Quinn Snyder is now the head coach of the Hawks. He was the head coach of the Jazz. They will head to Boston, and he talked about the challenge of facing the Celtics. They're really connected offensively, and you know, I think it's more than them just having like a lot of weapons. I think they really they they have a feel for for one another and, and how they play together, um, and that you can see that the way they play. I mean, they their their reads are terrific, and they've got a lot of guys that can make plays, and they want to do that for one another. It makes them really really hard to guard. Um, you know, I think their versatility defensively, you know, is unique also. You know, some of the different lineups they can put on. You know, I don't know who the defensive player of the year will be this year, but I know Marcus Smart. You know, like, I have tons tons of respect for him. You know, I just think he's one of those guys that is, is a heartbeat. And um, they're, they're just really good. They are. The Celtics are really good. They're the second seed in the East. Yes, goes without saying. Uh, there was a lot of basketball-y things in there for uh, for Quinn Snyder. Here's, it was. <laughs> here's what we really need to know about the Celtics is that they have two of the best offensive players in the NBA, in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They also have a lot of other very good players, and they do, uh, they do guard you. Um, but something has held Boston back from time to time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Hawks can get over on them. I don't think they can. I think the Celtics will win that series. In the other play-in game in the West, the Lakers needed overtime to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was 108-102. By the way, we won uh we won the bet on that. Nice. Yes, we had the parlay. Uh Lakers, uh, we had Timberwolves plus eight and a half and under 132. Uh so we win that. 30 points, 10 rebounds, six assists for LeBron James. He tied the game with a three uh three-pointer late. He assisted on the go-ahead three-pointer by Dennis Schroeder. And then with .1 seconds left, Anthony Davis, well, I I should say, I I don't want to say he fouled Mike Conley, but he was called for a foul on Mike Conley. Like, no offense. If you're calling that, right? Did I mean, I can't even explain it. Well, I can. I'm going to try. Mike Conley took a shot from the deep corner. He was actually behind the backboard, sort of. Right? He shoots. He lands. There's no contact. And Davis just kind of sort of drifts over near him. And Conley bumps into him and falls down. And they call it. I'm like, what are you doing? Zero impact on the shot. Zero impact on the follow-through. Nothing. Was there contact? Yeah. But what? I would. There is not a time in the game where that's a foul. No. This is not about how do you call that then. That's never a foul. I don't think. If that's a foul, we got a problem with a rule. Because he didn't impact anything. He didn't, didn't impact landing. Nothing. But Conley goes to the free throw line, down three with .1 on the clock, he hits the front rim, and it trickles over and in no. the first free throw. Then he makes the other two. So we go to overtime. 
and it was a nothing overtime. It was a boring overtime. Lakers uh, mostly won it at the free throw line. They had a couple of baskets early, and that was that. Uh, they played five minutes and didn't barely any points scored. Uh, but the Lakers move on. They will take on the Grizzlies. The Timberwolves await the winner of the game between Oklahoma City and New Orleans. That game will be in New Orleans tonight, and the Timberwolves will host the winner of that game. All right, so the Lakers needed overtime to beat Minnesota. I don't know if Tim Bontemps of ESPN is influenced by that, but he likes Memphis in the series. I still think they're an underdog to win a series based off the fact they're not going to have home court advantage. And I don't really, even with the injuries in the front court for Memphis, I don't like the matchup overall for them. But but again, if you have if you have AD and LeBron, you have a chance. And that that I think is really... Uh, where things sit. All right, so think about this in the West. And we're going to get to Matt Barnes, former NBA player, on this. In the Western Conference, the Warriors, the defending champions, injury-ravaged all year but appear as healthy as they could possibly be right now. They're the sixth seed. The Lakers, injury-ravaged and freaking old, are the seven seed, the single most popular pick, by the way, to win the West. That's at the bottom of the bracket. Matt Barnes thinks that's interesting. I don't ever recall a season where the bottom of the Western Conference was more scary than the top. And I obviously say that with all due respect because, you know, Denver has been number one the entire season. Uh, Memphis is a young team. And, then you know, I worked for the Sacramento team. That's my hometown team. And I love the fact that they've ended their 16-year drought. But, you know, playoffs is all about experience, and, and, and when you list those bottom those bottom teams, whether it's the Lakers, it's the Warriors, it's you know the, the Clippers are kind of lower. You know, I think they're the five seed. Um, you know, those are all teams that have have been there and done it, or have guys that have been to the top of the mountain. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some upsets in the Western Conference in the first round, with possibly you know one or or, or multiple top seeds you know dropping in the first round. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it would be an upset. Is it an upset? Just because the Lakers are seated seven, is it an upset if they beat the grid? I don't know how it's going to be looked at. I haven't seen the betting market yet, but I will go look at it. Um... My guess is that the Lakers are probably the betting favorite. I think the well, I know the Warriors are the betting favorite against Sacramento. I know it. I've I've seen the series price on that. 
they're not overwhelming, but they are the favorite. Again, it's what happens when you have a great team and half your team is hurt, started off playing poorly when they were healthy, then got healthy or didn't then got hurt. I mean, they there were times this year where it didn't look like the Warriors or the Lakers were even going to make the playoffs. And they're both right now in pretty good shape. That would be a very interesting Western Conference semifinal series, Golden State and the Lakers. There's no question about that. Final thing I'll say before we take a break and we'll come back, Rand Pecknold, head coach of Quinnipiac, national champions of college hockey. The off-season programs have started. Off, That's right, off-season in, in the NFL. So we are going to watch your favorite offensive lineman lift weights. Fun. Yep. We'll talk to Darren Gann about that tomorrow. I'm sure he is thrilled uh, that the off-season programs have begun. This is just a way for us to talk about uh, drama with the draft, drama with Lamar Jackson, drama with Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to that in a little bit. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. 